please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. And there you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're going to find access to our social network pages. You're going to find access to our private message boards. You're going to find access to our private chat rooms and a lot more. You're also going to find that it's all free. That's right. It's free. All you have to do is register on the site and you don't have to worry because we never trade your name with anybody. We don't sell your name. We don't trade your name. We don't share your names. We just have it there so that we know who we're talking to and we know that we're not getting double identities and trolls on the website. And this way we make it a little bit safe for everybody that's coming in. So how are you doing this week, my friends? You feeling good? Feeling strong? Feeling better than you did last week? I'm glad. Hey, have you been keeping up with your therapy? Have you been keeping up with your exercises at home? Have you plateaued out on the therapy? Well, you still got to keep up with the exercises. Make sure you do. So how was your week? I tell you what, I had a winner of a week this week. Oh boy. We've discussed this on this podcast probably a hundred times. And as long as it keeps on happening, we're going to discuss it a hundred more. I'm talking about people who try to scam the system. I have zero, zero, big zero Zero tolerance for anyone that tries to scam the social security disability system. My reasons are it's there to help those who need it. It's not there for people who are just too lazy to work. People seem to think that those of us that are on social security, for whatever reason, that we're on some sort of extended vacation, that we're getting paid to stay home from work, and that we're living the life of Riley. I don't know I don't know where to get these notions from. I'll tell you what, I'll bet you, myself, and everybody else receiving Social Security disability would be willing to trade with anybody else. We'd be willing to trade spaces with them. Let them take all our pain and all disabilities and we'll take over their jobs and go to work every day. Let them sit home, right? Am I am I wrong on that? If you're truly disabled, I don't know anybody that wants to be disabled. Nobody in their right mind anyway. I would get I <laughs> you want my social security? I'll tell you what. You give me your leg, you got a decent heart, I'll take your heart too and your hands and I'll go drive your truck and you can sit home and do whatever you want to do, color books or something, whatever. But for some reason, people think that being disabled and collecting Social Security disability is easy way out. Oh, it's a it's an easy life. I don't know where the heads are at. 
And I know you're thinking the same thing. They're nuts. They're absolutely nuts. And it drives me nuts when I hear somebody say that they're going to they're gonna get it. They're Like they're working towards getting Social Security disability. If they put that much effort towards doing their job or getting a job, they'd be 10 times better off, 100 times better off. Case in point, I had somebody come to me over the last week and say to me, I need your help for my son. Now, we're not talking about a teenager here. We're not talking about somebody who legitimately got hurt. We're talking about this jackass who fell off the back of a pickup truck who sprained his leg while working. Sprained his leg. Now, he, this guy's a moron, to be honest with you. He, <laughs> he's a moron. But he was smart enough to know as soon as he fell off the back of that pickup truck to lay there, make them get an ambulance to take him to the hospital, and then claim workers' comp. The doctors told him, you sprained your leg. You'll be out for two or three days. That's it. So now his mother wants to fight wants to fight them on this. She wants to get him permanent disability for a sprained ankle. You're his mother. Why would you want to do this to your 22-year-old son? And the son's like smiling. He's got a smile ear to ear. To ear. He's like the Kool-Aid man. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you, out of your mind? You want to go on disability at 22 years old? And she's like, well, he'll never walk right again. Look, he's got a limp. Of course he's got a limp. He just sprained his ankle. <laughs> Listen to what the doctor's telling you. You know what it is. This kid, this kid's like, a, um, he's got the brain capacity of a rake handle. All right. Like, for instance, we first moved here to upstate New York four years ago. And I needed someone that could cut, cut the grass at the house. So I spoke to them. And this kid was working for a landscaper. I didn't know too much about him at the time. Just that he was 18 or something. That, and uh, he was working for a landscaper. And I said to him, I said, look, I said, you want to give it to your company? You want to have your boss come over and take a look at it? Or if you want to do it on the weekends, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather do it. I don't want to let my boss know. I was like, all right, whatever. That, that, that That's up to you. I don't have to know anything about it. Just tell me what it is and let me, let me know how much, how much it's going to cost. He gives me this price over the phone. Now, I hadn't lived in New York for a long time, and I know New York's expensive, but he wants to he wants to charge me something like $75 to cut a third of an acre weekly. I was like, uh, you don't think that's a little bit high? Well, that's what they get. All right, you know what? This woman here, she's dating someone in the family, so I don't want to cause a hard problem. I said, you know what? Send them over, and I'll let them do it. Maybe he's just doing this off the top of his head. He hasn't seen the property yet. Send them over, and I'll pay him the 75 the first time, and we'll see where, where it goes from there. So he's supposed to come that Saturday. Well, I'm still waiting. Saturday never came for him. Come to find out, the child's got a bit of a drinking problem. But the mother thinks that this is all natural and nobody ever gives him a break. And as time has gone on, I found out that the only job he's ever held is with landscapers. Not that there's anything wrong with landscaping. It's a it's a reputable business. It's a reputable career. But this is a this is a kid who's gotten fired from several landscaping companies because he's lazy. He's just pure lazy. He comes to work drunk. You can't have that. And now all of a sudden he fell off a pickup truck. Now he wants to spend the rest of his life on disability because he he has a limp. It makes my head spin. I can't stand thieves. I can't stand scam artists. So I told her, I said, I, I, I'm not going to, 
how, how am I going to help him? Well, she says, give him the name of your doctor, whoever your doctor is. My doctor's not going to help him. My, my doctor's a, le- a legitimate doctor. And then she adds insult to injury. She goes, come on, anyone dealing with disability can't be legitimate. I said, you know what? The conversation's over. My doctor is definitely l- legitimate. My lawyer was legitimate. I didn't get one of these... Uh, guys at the emergency room handing out their business cards while he was selling ice cream outside. I don't play games. The last thing I want to do is be on disability. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody except the fact that if you are legitimately hurt, this is a lifesaver. This is a lifesaver in a stormy sea, boy. I mean, you know it as well as I do. Without it, we wouldn't be able to pay our bills. But this is far from living the life of Riley. This is far from uh, a day at the amusement park here. But people seem to think that we're enjoying life this way. I don't understand it. Just don't understand I find it insulting, to be honest with you, that they could look at our life and think of our life as one scam, a scam that they can perpetrate to make their life easier. Did they not realize what we went through? And here's another one. This fellow married into my wife's side of the family. This guy here was one of those quote-unquote handymen who did more talking than he did work. And he did all this bragging about he was in the service and he he was uh, G.I. Joe and Captain America wrapped into one. And he tells you this one day and then the next day he's bragging about, I never had to go out in the fields. I was, uh, I was the guy that put the rubber chocks under the wheels when the planes came in. So what were you? Were you a combat vet or were you uh, the guy that put the rubber chocks under the wheels? To me, there's no difference. You served your country. But... It's the butt. Don't tell me you have post-traumatic stress disorder because you were putting chocks under the wheel. You know, I I listen to this guy tell people stories about how he wakes up in a sweat at night. Why? Did, did you dream the plane moved? And he's supposed to be an expert at weapons. And he goes to a restaurant. He has to sit with his back towards the wall. He has to be looking at the door to see who's coming in. That guy's a nut. Maybe he can get a he can get disability for being crazy. But he says to me one time, he says, um, he goes, I I think I deserve disability. I said, Why? You seem to be functioning. Ah, he says, making this this is no way to make money. He says, and. I serve my country. I deserve it. Well, if you deserved it, you would have got it when you were getting out of the Air Force many years ago because this guy's like my age, maybe a year or two older. And he's still to this day trying to get disability from the Air Force because he says he has PTSD from putting chocks under the wheels. I asked him, I said, did you ever actually see any kind of action? And no. He never did, but it was the thought of it. Man, I grew up in the Bronx. I seen more action in the Bronx than he's seen. But you know, it, but it makes me sick because his business, his handyman business, is going nowhere because he's he goes nowhere. He's he's the type of guy he wants to be the boss and he wants to be able to sit back and talk instead of doing the physical work. Well, you know, yeah, you can get to that level. But you have to do the work first. The guy's just lazy. Again, he comes to me and says, you got it made. How do I have it made? I don't understand how people think I have it made. I'm in a wheelchair. I can't feel my hands anymore. I don't have a leg. How do I have it made? My eyesight's going blurry. I've had two heart attacks, three strokes. How is that having it made? But I guess the grass is always greener on the other side for some people. And if this is the other side that they're looking at, their side must be really crappy. That's the only thing I can think of.
but I guess you have to feel bad for the stupid. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. You have to feel bad for the stupid. Now, before we go to break, I just want to put this out there. Now, the reason that I continue to go over this, whenever it's brought up, because I want to I wanna put it back in their, in their lap. The people that are telling us that somehow we're getting a free ride here, we're not getting a free ride. You know, we didn't become disabled because we figured, ooh, this, this is the way to go. No work. Believe me. Being disabled is work, whether you believe it or not. The pain that comes along with being disabled is work. This is no free ride. Not only we, not only are we, are we limited with ourselves physically, we're limited financially. I can't speak for everybody else. I was making a lot more money working than what I make being disabled. I thank God every day for the Social Security disability simply because it's helping me pay my bills. It's helping me to survive. Without it, I probably wouldn't. And for anyone, anyone to make little of what's helping me to survive, I find that insulting. You're going to you're going to scam it like it's some extra pocket money for you. This is what helps me to survive. This isn't pocket money. This is what pays my bills. This is what puts a roof over my head along with thousands of other people. And you're going to you're going to scam it. You're going to put money in your pocket so you can live a better life. You know, it's insulting. It's demeaning. You may not see it that way, but put yourself in our shoes. And one more thing to the people that say, well, the government, you're riding on the government. No, we're not riding riding in on the government's coattails here. This is insurance that we were forced to buy. I've used this example before. If you have an accident with your car and your car, your, your car has $20,000 worth of damage and they cut you a check for $20,000. Did the government give you that money or are you entitled to it? You're entitled to it because you paid insurance on your car. Well, as working Americans, we pay insurance on our health. Every paycheck, it comes out. And for you to turn around and say, oh, we're, we're living off the government? No, we're living off an insurance that we had to buy. And again, I thank God Every day that that insurance is there. And anyone that complains about it, think about it. God forbid you ever find yourself in this predicament. And those that want to be in this space, those that want to collect disability, you ought to have your head examined. Thank God that you have your, your, your physical being. Thank God that you can go out and go to work. Thank God. Don't, don't belittle us by taking, by taking what we depend on and acting like it's pocket change for you. Maybe it is, but to us it's not. Okay? I'm going to leave it there. Let's take a little bit of a break. I'll see you in 30 seconds on the other side. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discussed. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute, go over, visit www.famousapple.com. But please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out on me now. Let's get back to the discussion. And we're back. Did you miss me? I knew you would. Hey, I've got two messages here from the Department of Social Security. This first one comes from Jim Borland. He's the acting deputy commissioner for communications. 
It says, most people know at least something about Social Security. For decades, Social Security has been providing valuable information and tools to help you build financial security. Here's your opportunity to find out a little bit more with some lesser known facts about Social Security. Number one, Social Security pays benefits to children. Social Security pays benefits to unmarried children whose parents are deceased, disabled, or retired. Number two, Social Security can pay benefits to parents. Most people know that when a worker dies, we pay benefits to surviving spouses and children. What you may not know is that under certain circumstances, we can pay benefits to surviving parents. Number three, widows and widowers payments can continue if remarriage occurs after age 60. Remarriage ends survivor's benefits when it occurs before the age of 60, but benefits can continue for, for marriages after the age of 60. Number four, if a if a spouse draws reduced retirement benefits before starting spouse's benefits, his or her spouse is younger, the spouse will receive 50% of the worker's benefit amount. Your full spouse benefit could be up to 50% of your spouse's full retirement age amount. If you are full retirement age when you take it, if you qualify for your own retirement benefit, and your spouse's benefit, we always pay your own benefit first. For example, you are eligible for $400 from your, your own retirement and $150 as a spouse for a total of $550. The reduction rate for, for retirement and spouse's benefits are different. If your spouse is younger, you cannot receive benefits unless he or she is receiving the benefits, except for divorced spouses. If you took your reduced retirement first while waiting for your spouse to reach retirement age. When, when you add your spouse's benefits later, your own retirement portion remains reduced, which causes the total retirement and spouse's benefit together to, be, to total less than 50% of the worker's amount. Wow, that's kind of confusing. Number five, if the spouse's retirement benefit is higher than your retirement benefit and he or she chooses to take reduced benefits and dies first, the survivor benefit will be reduced but you but may be higher than what your, re, your spouse received. If the deceased worker started receiving reduced retirement benefits before their full retirement age, a special rule called the retirement insurance benefit limit may apply to the surviving spouse. The retirement insurance benefit limit Limit is the maximum survivor benefit you may receive. Generally, the limit is the higher of one, the reduced monthly retirement benefit to which the deceased spouse would have been entitled had they lived, or two, 82.5% of the unreduced deceased spouse's monthly benefit if they had started receiving benefits at their full retirement age rather than choosing to receive the reduced retirement benefit early. Social Security helps secure your financial future by providing facts you need to make life's important decisions. I don't know, that sounds a little bit confusing, but I do want to let you know this notice is going to be posted on www.famousapple.com along with links that you can delve a little bit deeper into this. So I just wanted to let you know it's available. It's going to be available on famousapple.com. Now the second 
notice comes from the Inspector General. The Inspector General warns public about Social Security Administration impersonation schemes. The Acting Inspector General of Social Security, Gail Stallworth Stone, is warning citizens about an ongoing Social Security Administration impersonation scheme. SSA and the Office of the Inspector General have recently received several reports of suspicious phone calls claiming to be from the SSA. In one case, an automated recording states that the person's social security number has been suspended for suspicion of illegal activity and the person should contact the provided phone number immediately to resolve the issue. The call concludes by stating that if the person does not contact the provided phone number, the person's assets will be frozen until the alleged issue is resolved. In another case, the caller claims to be from the SSA headquarters and waits for the person to provide the, them with personal information such as their social security number, their address, and date of birth. In January, the OIG shared similar information from the Federal Trade Commission, which reported an increase in reports of suspicious phone calls from people claiming to be from the SSA. SSA employees occasionally contact citizens by telephone for customer service purposes. In only a few limited special situations, usually already known by the citizen, a Social Security Administration employee may request the citizen to confirm personal information over the phone. If the person receives a suspicious call Call from someone alleging to be from the SSA, the citizen should report the information to the OIG at 1-800-269-0271. That's 1-800-269-0271 or online at oig.ssa.gov forward slash report. That's OIG dot ssa dot gov forward slash report. The acting inspector general continues to warn citizens to be cautious and to avoid providing information such as your social security number or bank account number to unknown persons over the phone or internet unless you are certain of who is receiving it. Beware of suspicious calls from unknown persons or sources. And when in doubt, contact the office entity to verify the legitimacy of the call, she said. If a person has a question about any communication, email, letter, text, or phone call that claims to be from the SSA or the OIG, please contact your local Social Security office or call Social Security's toll-free customer service number at one 800 772 one two one three. That's one eight hundred seven seven two one two one three. That line is available seven a.m. to seven p.m. Monday through Friday. Okay. Now this also will be posted on www.famousapple.com with the links that you can go deeper into the conversation here. But I just wanted to pass those along. It's always good to be aware. As soon as we get anything like this, we, we try to pass it along to you right away, both on the website and on the podcast here. All right. Well, I want to tell you, have a great weekend. Uh, and I want to remind you, remember, things can always be worse.
There's people out there right now that are striving to be where you're at. And you better believe that. And don't let anyone, don't ever let anyone make you feel bad because you're disabled. You didn't choose to be disabled. It happened to you. And you're doing your best to deal with it. Okay? You take care, my friends. Be good to yourselves and be good to others. I'll talk to you the early part of next week. Have a great weekend. This is Jimmy Apple. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.